Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. What do you think? You've either been making carrot soup, close, or you've been putting on a fake tan. <laughs> My hands are yellow because I made turmeric juice yesterday. Right. And um, got a new juicer, so I was playing. I bought a load of turmeric, you know, the, the actual, not the powder, the, yeah, the, the, the roots. Yeah. And, Where'd uh, you get them from? Uh, Cardo, deliver them. Oh, OK. And uh, ginger. Did all my juice. Very nice, thank you. Bottled it up. Put the juicing bits in the sink to soak. Forgot that there was turmeric in the water. Plunged my hands into the water. Came out with two very yellow hands. It's funny. They're not so bad now. It's the palms more than the backs. Yes, because I was sort of... um, I think I might have scrubbed at them quite a bit. Right. I look like like I smoked 40 a day. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. With both... (laughs) Both hands, yeah. <laughs> You've got, you got like, like a harmonica <laughs> doing a whole packet. And, and the embarrassing thing is, I had 14 visitors to work today in a group. Oh, no. And I didn't hands. offer my hand to be shaken, shaken, shook. Shaken. Yeah. Anyway, I did not offer my hands. I just sort of kept them to myself. <laughs> I think I would have offered my hand and said, sorry, you got turmeric. Oh, I think I would have just told everybody that yeah. story. Well, I did sort of say I'm sorry for the hands, because uh, I think people would have been looking at me and going, "What's that? What's that, bitch? What?" Um, so, have you drank the stuff? Uh, no, it's, so it's um, they're sh- shots really. So, um, juiced turmeric and ginger and lemon and apple. It's a little bit too strong to to drink a lot of it, so I do have it a shot a day. So that means that all of your innards are that colour as well. Yeah, you should have seen my tongue after I had the shot this morning. And does it, what does it do? Does it pep you up? Oh, I like to think it does. Yeah. Wow. I don't feel that pepped at the moment. I should have brought some shots with me. I have. It's yeah, on my hands. just on your hands, yeah. yeah. So that, that was a thing. Yeah, well, yes, that is a thing. It's not, it's not very good for a podcast, is it? Because it wasn't a visual thing. Yeah, but I usually refer to all sorts of visual things, start doing actions that you can't see. Yeah. So last week's podcast, I, there was reference to you nodding your head and pointing. Yeah, see, yeah. I, can't, I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Okay. Now, here is a thing. Okay. Film. Right, it's been the, what's it been? The Grammys or the Oscars, Oscars. or something. Oscars, yeah. yeah. Um, and I hadn't realised that I booked to go and see a film last night with a friend that was up for um, an award in Ooh, the Oscars. Oh, which one did you see? Women Talking. Oh, I haven't seen that. It was amazing. That, that's literally us. Yeah, it, yes. And it, it caught my eye. It's one of those things, don't know about you, with the cinema. I don't go to the cinema for ages. I go to the cinema and then they always play those bloody trailers, don't they? Oh, and I love the trailers. But not nine times out of ten. Well, not at the Market Hall Cinema in Shrewsbury, which okay. is quite a small... Um, um, Oh, it's, oh, it's in an amazing building. But, you know, sometimes they show them to you if you go to the Odeon or View or whatever. It's just like, oh, it's just action, this action, that, action, the other. So they have slightly 
edgier things. So I was there to see something and then I saw that this was being advertised and then there was something else I wanted to see and there's something else I'm taking my mother to. So I didn't get to see the walrus because time has passed. Yes. But I did... Um, I asked my friend, would you like to go and see Women Talking? So Can I ask about night. the other Oscar um, nominees? So, Everything Everywhere All at Once, have you seen that? No, have you? Yes, I came out of it with a headache. Oh, it was it intense. Was, it was very good. Confusing, maybe um, a little bit... Uh, well, it was everything. <laughs> okay. Everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Is that the one with the young man with Down syndrome in, or was that... The Irish one. Uh, that's Banshees in, in Sharon. In Sharon. Ah, that's it. Okay. Right, okay. Was so, it Downs? I'm sure he's got... Well, I don't know. I'm sure he's done. Anyway, anyway, so yeah. I have seen Banshees of Inner as well. Okay. Um, You're really up to date, aren't you? Well, I saw Everything Everywhere all at once last year. My brother's recommended it to us, but yeah. we've not watched it. Um, and, yeah. Like I say, I came out of it with a headache. So whether that was the film itself or whether I was just in a headachey place, were you very emotional? Because any time I've been to the cinema with you, you have no, like no, no cried. Tears, so no tears for this one. It's not that sort of thing. No, no, it wasn't a headache caused by tears. I don't think. Mm. But it, it's mm. very good if um, the strong female characters in it, and obviously um, the um, the. Uh, main female character won the Oscar, didn't she? So, yes, yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. Well, they, well, I think I don't think they actually. I'm not sure if they got anything for this one. It's not really up on the Oscars, but it was an incredible film. And essentially, it's based on a book, a novel that was written, that was based on some factual thing that happened okay and essentially without any spoilers because they say right from the beginning there's a community um where the women so um it's akin to the amish um sort of puritan communities okay uh but unfortunately the women are subjected to abuse and rape um by the men folk okay sounds a bit heavy so far yeah um, and and essentially, it's their story as all different women about whether or not to leave the community. And it w- it was just very very powerful. So most of the time, it is some women talking in a barn and and weighing up the pros and cons of why they might stay or why that why they might go. Yeah. So it was it it was brilliant in that. Jessie Buckley was in it, oh. um, who's a brilliant actress. Um, if you've not seen her in Fargo, then watch that. Um, um, ben Wishaw played a nice man in it. They weren't actually very... Paddington. Paddington, yes. The voice of Paddington. Um, and Francis McDormand was co-producer. Talking of Fargo. <laughs> yes, co-producer. Okay. Um, anyway. It, so I've just looked it up for you. Go on. It won the Best Adapted Screenplay. Brilliant, okay. Um, and the name of the woman who wrote that was well the book was written by somebody called Women Tow Woman Miriam Towes but I think Sarah Pollard won the um Oscar f- as a as a filmmaker. Right, okay. So it I ever since I first heard about the Amish community in America, um 
I've been fascinated by this concept of um, the fact that in the middle of America, there are people who live an Amish life, which is where they don't... Traditionally, it would be where they don't have... Um, they don't have tractors, they don't have... No mod cons. No mod cons at all. Um, and I've just always found that... So they often... They're, they're portrayed as having, like, horse and cart. Um, they don't call them carts, they call them something else. Buggies. Um, and I've in the past, I've watched programmes where Amish children, teenagers, have come to the UK to see a life that is totally unknown to them. Oh, wow. Okay. And where... Um, Kids from the UK, young people, young adults have gone to live in the Amish community. So, um, so it, it, it got me, it got me thinking all about that. So, I of course I come home, even though it's late, and I want to know to what extent is the film based on fact? Okay. Uh, and essentially, there were in um, in the novel that was written, um, there was talk of. Um, a group of people, a colony um, in Bolivia who were Mennonite community and that is a type of faith. So Mennonites have, um, they believe in missionary work, spreading the word of God, spreading their faith. Um, so they, yeah, so they're, they're very much about spreading the word whereas the Amish community tend to focus their efforts closer to home. Um, and but they are god fearing for want of a better word and they, and they have lots and lots of strict rules um so essentially i'd never heard of the mennonite uh, mennonite church amish is a spin off of the mennonite church which was slightly less um extreme and now modern day amish people do have tractors and things like that but they don't live in a modern world in the way that we do uh but there was a really powerful... There's no spoiler, the women leave. Right. Yeah. But it's more about the conversations that they have. Just a small selection of women or all of the women in the All the of community. the women leave in okay. the community, but the the women who are talking, there's about a dozen of them um, of all different ages. Uh, and it's more about... It's more about the discussions they have about the pros of staying with these abusive men um, and the cons of leaving and vice versa. Uh, so it was just a fascinating dialogue. But what then amazed me was as I was starting to look at review, reviews from people who've watched uh, the film, um, I couldn't believe that there were people, men, who said that... So there wasn't much violence depicted. We We just knew that men were... The, it, was, the men, it was discussed. It was discussed that people were getting pregnant, there was rape, etc. Excuse me, I've got a runny nose. Um, and there were guys who were saying, well, we didn't see any of that. I was like, well, all right, isn't it enough that... It's referred to. It's implied that it's happening. At the end, somebody... There is some... There's some violence that you can see has been, has been taken out on, on one of the women. But... But but just in the context of this film and thinking about the fact that there are on, on this world, on this planet, there are small communities like this. Yeah. 
that are, that are playing out today. Not necessarily all with rape. I'm not suggesting that Amish people or modern Mennonite people, are, you know, I'm not saying any of that. But there are these communities where the men or the elders lead and, um, you know, on, on what's gone before um, is the norm. And and what was really interesting Sorry. is... Sorry, Siri. Um, the, the idea... <laughs> Your phone's just woken up and, and asking it, you what you want to do. Stupid question. Yeah. But, but the idea that these women left with nothing... Well, they, they rallied and got as much of their kit as they could, whether it, was, whether it was a basket or a blanket or potatoes or whatever it was. So left with very little. With very little. Yeah. And just, you know, at the end, you see them leaving. And I was just like... It was almost like it was... Um, a metaphor for every person, not only women, who have left, you know, where life, mm. st- the pain of staying is greater than the, the fear of going. Yeah. It's, it's a, it was a genius piece of work. Okay, I shall add that to my list. Yeah, I can heartily recommend it. So, you spent, how long was the film? About two hours something like that and did you spend that long researching it afterwards as well well i did when i got home i got home it was quite late got home had a shower because it was in my head but just yeah. this feeling of what it was beautiful scenery it was beautifully filmed it was very muted colors so that all of that you know as a piece of art it was brilliant and does the film sort of end at the point at which they leave or does it do you see where they yeah. go so no, that's it's, so it's the journey to the leaving yeah. that the yeah. film's about and they don't even know where they're going wow okay so it's apt that the yeah. film ends there yeah into yeah. the unknown yeah it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant would i have cried no i don't think you would have cried because bear in mind i cried at paddington yeah i know i don't cry at anything mm-hmm. but i think i think you would have been so um, proud of them, yeah. You know, it was more scary to go on. than to yeah. stay. Really, it would have been easy to stay and just and live with that same lifestyle. Yeah, but but morally and and of course religions going through all of this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my fascinating. Thing. That's my thing. Well, well my, mine's not too dissimilar, but it's not about a film. Okay, mine is more about TV. Okay. And it's specifically... Sorry. Now, here's a thing. Yes. Um, binge watching. Oh, okay. So, uh, this weekend, I had a little bit of free time and family were out at the football. I had a few hours. Uh, I'd done all the jobs I wanted to do. And I thought, oh, I'll just start watching this TV series. Um, that I've had on my list called uh, The Patient. Okay. Not seen it? Go on. So Steve Carell um, plays a psychiatrist or psychotherapist, one of them, counsellor. Shrink. Yeah, Shrink, um, who um, is kidnapped by somebody who wants his services. Oh, wow, okay, that's quite extreme. Quite, quite extreme. And each episode was about half an hour long. I ended up watching all of them. Oh, my gosh. How many? weekend. How many? Eight? I think there were ten episodes, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's all right, you're allowed five hours to yourself on a weekend. Yeah, and I spread it out a little bit, and it was really good. But I recognised it was a binge. 
and I, I just thought as I was uh, thinking about what to talk about, it's, it's the idea of binge is is quite a negative connotation, isn't it? If you binge food or binge drink. So I was thinking, is binge watching as bad for you as binge eating and binge drinking? What's your instinct? Well, as you've said, the connotation of binge, does it, it does suggest that it's negative. But no, I don't think anybody would say if you spent five hours reading a book, reading War and Peace, that somebody would say, oh, you were binge reading. Well, that's a really good point that I get to right at the end. So let me scroll all the way down with my notes. But this article um, that I was reading says that basically the the likes of um, the the ancient writings of Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey and the art of storytelling Mm -hmm. and, and sort of storytelling the sort of great big long um well i mean in norse mythology as well there are the sagas aren't they and we've got this idea of binge listening yeah you know the, the storytelling of a long winter's evening yeah you'd all gather together and you you'd binge tell listen. me the next bit tell me the next yeah. bit tell me the next so bit. so it, it is rooted in tradition um so so good that that was one of the positive things it's like okay me wanting to know the story that's okay yeah. um but the definition, according to Netflix, or, or rather 73% of people who were surveyed, say that binge watching is between two to six episodes of the same show. I don't know what ten is. I reckon I'm done for. Really. <laughs> um, it, Over what period of time, though? Well, uh, I think binging is sort of in rapid succession. So one after the other. So, so what if you did two a night one, for three one nights? Block. One block. Okay. So I, I think I probably did five and five. Yeah. One on Saturday, you know, one block on Saturday, one block on Sunday. So two and a half hours on each day when I had some time to myself and just rather enjoyed it. However, research conducted at a university, um, University of Texas in Austin, found that binge-watching television is correlated with depression, loneliness, self-regulation deficiency and obesity. Well, then we all have it. (laughs) Because pretty much everybody's been binge-watching. Binge-watching something. So I thought, okay, there's got to be a positive here. So I did find some positive effects as enhancing mood, reducing anxiety, increasing empathy. Because I guess you're staying in the story, aren't you? I, I... Wanted to know what happened in this story. You care about the yeah. characters. Um, obviously, then the negative effects, it still adds that onto the positive one here. Uh, causing eye strain. Really? Eye strain? Really? Well, we're all sitting at computer screens. Exactly. So what, binge working. <laughs> binge working. <laughs> yeah, I think we should call it binge working, shouldn't we? Um, and, and another definition a bit further on, three or more episodes in one sitting... Uh, or the entire consumption of a whole season. Yeah, maybe. But they were saying that it's a a cultural phenomenon that's come about since streaming. Because you you couldn't binge watch something that came out every week, could you? No. Maybe if you had, like, the video or DVD or something, you could binge. But I don't think it really was much of a thing, was it? Well, no, because that would involve you saving them up. And then watching them. 
Yeah. But also in a household where most people only had one TV, maybe two. Whereas now, you live, you know, the four people live in your house. Yeah. You could all be watching different things on different devices. Yes. You know, the and idea we regularly of, do. Yeah. The idea of mum hogging the TV for two and a half hours on a Saturday. Yeah. Would, you know, it would take quite a lot of negotiation, wouldn't it? Yes. And you probably wouldn't do it. No. You'd probably say, well, I'm going to watch my programme and then you can watch your programme. And then be fair about it, yes, because that's but, how it works in but, our house. No, but, that, you know, that is how it <laughs> yeah. used to be, isn't it? You know... So, do you want some more negatives for binging? Yeah, so, on. it can lead to addictive characteristics, instant gratification similar to gambling or social media addiction. I don't, I, I don't feel I have those. Uh, it also says it's a, used as an escape from reality. Maybe. Take bad? away from boredom and loneliness. No, I was actually those interested. Yeah. Uh, also... Um, comes with a warning as a sign of loss of self-control. <laughs> I didn't feel I lost any self-control. I made a very conscious decision to watch it. But suddenly I realised I can sound like I'm defending my behaviour. No, I think no, I think it, there's light and shade in all of this. Because, yeah, OK, if you were binge-watching Breaking Bad and you were going to watch, I can't remember, say an episode's an hour... And you start watching it at four o'clock on Saturday afternoon and you're still watching it at six o'clock on Monday, on <laughs> Sunday morning or you can't get to work or whatever. And Netflix says, are you still there? Are exactly, you still alive? yeah, press a button to, yeah. <laughs> Let us know you're still alive. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, if, as with anything, with, with, yeah, with anything, everything in moderation, but I, I genuinely think that, bless you. Thank you. That if you... Everything that they're citing as a negative could also be a positive. Yeah. Because if you need to step off the world, you need to step off the yeah. world. Well, isn't isn't reading a book losing yourself? Yeah. It's escapism. You yeah. lose yourself in that world. Nobody's ever said, "Oh, you're binge reading." No. Have they? no. Surely they haven't. No. You know, you've lost yourself in a book. You've no. lost yourself in a book. Does that mean that I'm going to get eye strain? That no. I'm less conscientious. So personality traits here more likely to be neurotic. Well, maybe I am. Less agreeable. Am I less agreeable? I don't... Well, you are, but I don't know if it's to do with watching... <laughs> to do with binge too watching. Much telly. Less conscientious and less open to new experience. So that's... No, no, that's no. not me. I love a new experience. Well, isn't that... Again, it's... What... If you're captivated by something, if you're mindlessly just watching something, you probably aren't going to binge watch it. You're probably just sat in front of the telly and, yeah, that would be depression. But if you actively go, oh, my God, got to know what happens next, then that's creative thinking, isn't it? So there's different personality traits. Four profiles that binge watchers fall into. So let's see if I fit into one of these. The first, avid binge watchers. I don't think I am. I'm an occasional user. Who have high motivation for watching TV a strong sense of urgency and emotional emotional reactions. Well, I do have a strong sense of urgency and I do have emotional you reactions. Do but I don't watch a lot of TV. When I do, I'm sort of like... Yeah. I'll, I'll watch TV. With purpose. Yeah, but I don't actually just regularly sit in front of the TV if there's something I want to watch. And, and actually, I'm one of those weirdos that will stop reading a book if I don't like how it's going. 
Yeah. And I will stop watching a series if you're or not a film invested if I'm not in enjoying it. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to waste my time on those things. Yeah. So in the same way that I'll binge a series, I'll also let it go if mm. it's not for me. So the second personality trait, um, personality profile, recreational binge watchers who do not who have the least motivation and do not spend as much time watching TV. Yeah, probably. Okay. Third profile, unregulated binge watchers. That doesn't sound good, does it? The highest motivation to watch TV, which is driven by their coping mechanisms. They also display the highest impulsivity among the binge watchers of all types. And then the last profile is regulated binge watchers, which suggests it's slightly better, who are motivated by emotional enrichment. They don't react as emotionally and aren't impulsive people. So I reckon I'm in the second profile. Recreational binge watcher. Don't watch that much TV. I don't know. But I suppose... Yeah, it just goes back to... um, You know, if if somebody reads a lot, that they're a prolific reader. That's a real positive. That's a real positive, isn't it? Yeah. So a, a prolific TV watcher... People go what? So I think it's that laziness. It's it's the idea that is it cultural snobbery. I think, I think it's a transition. I mean, yeah, okay. We do spend an awful lot of time looking at devices, but that's who's to say that we wouldn't have done that fifty years ago if the devices had existed. Exactly. So it's so when we didn't have the printed press, there was a storyteller. Yeah, and you'd be telling those stories yeah. that we were talking about you know, Homer or the sagas or whatever yeah. it is. So, And then when you did have always... TV, you had the radio. Yeah, we've so... always been interested in story, haven't we? Yeah. I, re- I can remember as a kid when um, Tomorrow's World, which used to be on... Af- oh, I love Tomorrow's World. Was it World. after Top of the Pops or before Top of the Pops? can't remember. Um, on a Thursday night. It was night. in the evening, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and they were talking about... Um, the idea that you would be able to one day choose what you want to watch on telly. Like, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. like, what you mean? Like, like I, I didn't really know how it was going to fit, but I do remember Danny Baker, who we've been to see. Yes. Um, there was a, there was a dramatisation of his yes. childhood. Love that, yes. And in that, he was one of the first people to buy a vid, a, cassette a video recorder a tv not a vhs recorder yeah um not betamax well it might have been betamax yeah, yeah but the you know the tape device yeah. rather than um and i can't remember how he he wangled it somehow he conned his dad into some money or something anyway they got one and obviously for comedy effect but it's part of his writing it meant that so it, it they've got this thing now and his mum says, okay, what's it, what's it all about? And he says, well, what you can do is you can, instead of watching Coronation Street, you can record Coronation Street and then you can watch it again and watch it again and watch it again when, when you want to watch it. And she's kind of like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> I just want to watch it. You know, and, yeah. and it was that whole... I don't see the point. Yeah, what's the point? Because on a, on a Monday night at seven o'clock... I watch Coronation Street. What am I going to do while Coronation Street's on if I'm not? Whereas now, the idea that we can't have things on demand it feeds into this binge watching thing, because if they um, 
if they don't put each episode out ahead of time, we're like, like Happy Happy Valley, famously recently, lots of people were watching. Can we watch the next one? No, you have to wait. You have to wait a week. Yeah. Disney does that. Yeah, and it's it's instant gratification or that that scarcity thing yeah. that that builds up an appetite for something, doesn't it? Or makes you cross. Anyway, anyway, so I then did just learn. I'm done with actually analysing it now. I did just then think, oh, what's bingeable? Yeah, you, you thought, <laughs> fuck it. I'll, what's, what's next on the list? Next? Yeah. So um, GQ magazine had got an article, uh, the 15 most anticipated TV series of 2023. So I thought, okay, let's have a look and see where we're at with these. The Last of Us. Haven't seen that. Haunting score, gorgeously realised post-apocalyptia. Apocalyptia? I'm not quite sure what that word is, but post-apocalyptic. No, um, no not for me. That. Shrinking. Now, this is this was one that I nearly watched at the weekend. So this is Harrison Ford. He plays a therapist, but I'm guessing he's not getting kidnapped by his patient. That would be a bit samey, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fleischman is in trouble. I don't know what that one is either. Nolly. I've seen that. Oh, yes. Yes, that was good. That was all about... Um, Noel Gordon. But I think we watched that. I think we binge-watched that. Yeah, there was only three episodes. That was a mini-series, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I think we... We certainly watched two in one go. The Mandalorian. No, I like sci-fi, but I don't... I don't it's not really for me. The Mandalorian. Daisy Jones and the Six. This isn't going to be for you either, I don't suppose. Let's have a look. Nostalgia. Oh, 70s on tour with a fictional rock band. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Daisy and the Six. Yes. Daisy and the Six. Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, Sorry, right. I should have remembered that. Ted Lasso, have you got into that? Uh, season three. I think, we're, I think we have watched some Ted Lasso. I'm not great with American things. Oh. Yellow Jackets, that's uh, coming out 24th of March. Don't know what that one is. Succession, season four. No, I think we started trying to watch the first one, but again, it's American, isn't it? Secret Invasion. Loki, now that. The Multiverse of Madness. Oh. I love the first season of Loki. So season two is coming out this summer. So I shall be watching that. Well, what about Slow Horses? You recommended Slow oh, Horses to me. Horses. That's We've watched the first one, out, but yes. we haven't... Is there a second one out? There is going to be another series as well. Will we, that be the oh, second, second or the third? series, that'll be the third series. Right, okay. There is a we got series the second to make them. Yeah. Uh, and then some others. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for Doctor Who to come as well. I think we've got a special... Squid Game, were you into that? No, no but... I haven't watched that. Season two's... Probably coming in 2023, according to GQ, anyway. And uh, I think there was one more article. Oh, yes, I, I like this one better. Binging creates a natural sense of enjoyment and can also help viewers to relax and relieve their stress. <laughs> Completing a series can even give viewers a sense of control and power, which can help if viewers don't seem to feel it in their everyday life. Yeah, I've achieved that. There we go. So, yes, um, positive effects, uh, decrease stress, pr- promotes relaxation, find meaning and insight, depends what you're watching, I imagine, promotes socialising. 
that's on me if you watch it with somebody else, I guess. But you might talk to somebody else about it, so you've got a common... Yes. Oh, right, okay. So I finally found that bit that I was talking about, which is it's a human tradition. So uh, the desire to binge stories is also part of what makes us human. Uh, We love stories and we're attracted to them. Um, And some um, writer here... Joseph Carroll, a literature professor at the University of Missouri in St. Louis, he said, I imagine binge-watching is only a technological enhanced version of a behaviour that's been around, at least in rudimentary form, for at least 50,000 years. Thank you very much, Joseph Carroll. I feel much better. Well, isn't there a thing, you know, with kids when they have a bedtime story? Yeah. They want the same story all the time. Over and over again. Because yeah. it's familiar, isn't it? And it's safe and it's comforting and it's... It, they, you know, and then they move on to something else and that's the one that they want all the time. Yeah. So there's got to be some comfort in that. But, yeah, the idea of sitting on the sofa, snuggling down, making sure you're cosy and comfy and settling in to watch TV. Like, people don't say binge-watching football matches, do they? <laughs> or the rugby. Yeah. Well, you know, two matches a day, well, all right. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so there is even in this article um, ways to binge watch in a positive way. Oh. So how to keep safe. Make a reasonable plan, an idea of when you will stop. <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, Not when you're gambling limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy the season. I might, like I've done with several um, TV series, I'm just going... Yeah, not so it off after it's got one or two. Yeah. Don't multitask, it says. Multitasking during the watching session can make things worse. Because if you're using it to relax or reduce stress or to immerse yourself in the storytelling, then that's what you should do. Do they mean don't troll the internet on your phone while you're watching a film? Yeah, because I, I I'm not sure whether crochet, which is what I sometimes do while I'm watching the TV if that's multitasking but I guess it is but yeah definitely not scrolling on your phone no uh, prioritise sleep which is what you said as long as you yeah. you are actually sorry I'm late sleep. for work I was up till 6 o'clock watching and, and this is probably really a good one healthy snacking while you're binging yeah not a, not a bowl of popcorn that you can sit you in you can mindlessly just munch away while you're binging can't you so yeah yeah that was my thing but, again, yellow hands and binge-watching. That's me this week. Well, that is quite a thing. Now Here's a Thing is a Jones & Noble production, brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, ever. <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air. <laughs> <laughs>